everything has to be right for people to feel comfortable and that's sort of one of the things that I think that a lot of well brew pubs but restaurants just get wrong the one of the things I find really interesting with graphic designers is that you go to them because you don't know how to do any of that and they're like right tell us what you want <laughs> it's like that's your job g'day and welcome to good gravy brought to you by busboy a show where we sit down with hospitality experts and extract actionable advice you can apply to your venue. My name is Taylor and I'm your host. Today, we're joined by Andrew Turner. He's the owner of two venues, The Chapel, a cafe inside a converted church, and also Communion Brewing, a family-focused brew pub. Both venues are located in Burnie on the northwest coast of Tasmania, Australia. Now, when I first discovered Communion, I was very impressed by the quality of their branding, from the beer cans to the fit-out. Now, for what is a brewery in a small town, they had taken a very professional approach. I see a lot of venues, even some larger than Communion, show very little consideration towards their branding. Now, I know branding and agencies can be a little intimidating to some venue owners, so I wanted to ask Andrew what that experience was like. In this episode, we cover why Andrew decided to invest in professional branding, why he decided to do a brand refresh after just two years, the thought process behind his minimalist design, and then also why he decided to finally get into distribution. If you have any questions or feedback about this episode, simply send me an email at hello at goodgravy.show and also make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Let's get started. G'day, Andrew, and welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, we're in Communion Brewing today. Yeah. This is your second venue. I want to dive today into your branding you've got around the place. Before we do, just give me the quick elevator pitch about Communion. Okay, so we opened about 18 months ago, and the idea with Communion, obviously, is that it's a space for everyone. Our tagline, as you can see over there, is not for us alone, and so... As with the chapel, it's all about the community that's built around the venue. Obviously, it's a restaurant, but it has a 500-litre brewery attached to it. So you've got 6,000-litre tanks there where we produce all the beer on site. But I guess the thing that makes this different to just a a normal restaurant or even a, a little brewery is that we really try and build up the community in this venue and also obviously around town. Bernie's not that big, hasn't had anything like this before. And so, you know, the community that we built around the chapel over the last eight years is amazing. Like the people that call that place home is something that we're really proud of. So that's quite a small space and obviously is mainly for daytime. So I just needed somewhere to go for a beer after that. The local element really shines through your branding and that's what I'd like to dive in deeper today. Your logo is, you've got the communion, then you've also got an illustration of the facade of the building. Mm -hmm. And this carries across the same style of illustration, carries across all your beer cans. It's quite consistent as well as the website, the menu. And then even inside, you've got quite a large mural featuring different elements that reference the city that you're in, being Bernie. When did you decide you wanted to invest in professional branding? Oh, that was never a question, honestly. Like for me, that's that's as important as anything. So having a comfortable space is everything. And that includes how it looks and feels so the company that did all of our branding is based in New Zealand just happens to have a bit of a family link and we knew that they did hospitality design in particular so they actually designed the whole venue as well as all of the imagery and they have artists that they employ for all of that 
but that was just a part of the fact that the whole place needed to be right. So that's the comfortable seats, the lighting that's right, the sound is right. Everything has to be right for people to feel comfortable. And that's sort of one of the things that I think that a lot of, well, brew pubs, but restaurants just get wrong. When you go and sit in there and you've, you know, the lights are all the way up and the music's too quiet and you're sitting there feeling like you're in the middle of nowhere. It was very important that we got all of those things right and the branding was just part of that. So it was never a question, but yeah, it did cost a fair bit. And was that a new experience for you? I know yeah. you've got, you've got <laughs> totally. another venue, which we can touch on later on, yeah. which opened about five or six years before communion. Mm-hmm. What preconception did you have of the branding experience? Were you going uh, in fresh? Yeah, pretty much. So that, that, I mean, we branded that properly and as in, again, a bit of a family link. My sister is a graphic designer and she helped us come up with a proper logo and, and a design to font for us. And, and we've been using that since and just variations on that. So we didn't have a whole brand package or anything like that. So this was a whole new thing. So having a brand, a full brand pitch and, and the venue design was a fair bit and involved, you know, obviously all of, all of the steps. The, one of the things I find really interesting with graphic designers is that you go to them because you don't know how to do any of that and you don't, you know, you, you need sort of input and ideas and they're like, right, tell us what you want. <laughs> That's your job. It was a bit of an interesting process, sort of, you know, that back and forward of going, what's the vibe? And it's really more about them knowing what questions to ask us. And so they really kind of delved into a little bit of the history of Bernie. And obviously, one of the things with communion, in particular, the word and having religious associations, not that it's all about religion. Like if you look it up in the dictionary, it's shared participation in something good. That's the that's the actual definition of it. You could go down a rabbit hole with that and you could have, you know, the blood of Christ lager or whatever. You know, we didn't want to do any of that. We didn't want to play on it. We wanted to go through what the, the proper meaning of it was and not necessarily what it's become in that church circle. So there was a fair bit they kind of had to delve through with all of that. And obviously the history of Bernie, we touched on a little bit, but not too much. They actually uncovered the that not for us alone. So the Bernie motto, which is actually on the city council seal, is not for ourselves alone. I think it's non nobis solemn or something like that. They found that and were like, do you realise that your kind of vibe lines up exactly with your city's motto? And we just tweaked a little bit and that's our tagline. So it was great. Yeah, that's great. I was going to bring that up. Did you have to pass that with the council at all or were you just free to do that? Nah. Well, it's just a, it's a common Latin phrase, so it's not trademarked. We just ripped it off. And did you have the name before you approached the yeah, agency? Yeah, we did. I, yeah, we did. That was a that was an interesting one. So I knew the vibe that we were going for. Obviously, that sort of that bringing people together in a comfortable space. It is an interesting story. I think it was up in Queensland or something, and I was I just woke up in the middle of the night and was like, you know what this place is going to be called? It's going to be called Communion. And I actually wrote it down on my phone. And then when I woke up in the morning, I was like, that I can't do that. There's too much attached to it. It's a very religious word. I'm going to piss off all of the church people in town. I'm going to alienate half of the other people in town that don't want to have anything to do with church. I like the idea, but I don't, I can't use that word. So I was like, right, we just need to find a word that's like Communion, but it's not Communion. And then we were out that night at a friend's place and I was sort of talking about the the fact that we were going to be doing this sort of thing. And he's like, if you thought of a name, I was like, oh, not really. I'm still working on it. I don't really know what I'm going to do. And he said to me, you know what you should call it? You should call it communion. I'm like, what? (laughs) I hadn't told anyone that at all. And so I was like, right, okay, well, maybe, maybe I should have a bit more of a think about this because that's wild. Yeah, and then just ran it past a few people and were like, you know what, it is... 
I think the church has sort of ruined it a little bit, that, that word, obviously depending on your views, but they've kind of turned this beautiful thing. And like even even if you look at the what it is, you know, that that shared meal, like the bread and the wine sort of thing, that is actually a meal, not not little bits of bread and wine and it's meant to be around a shared table. That concept is good. And then it's kind of just been watered down into this thing that people do once a week that has still a lot of meaning but I think has been changed from what it should have been and I think this is sort of a bit closer to what it was people actually kind of getting together and sharing life and sharing meaningful moments that's that's what I think it's more about Mm. I mean when I first came across the brand I didn't have those those connotations at least in my mind and I think you've separated that well enough for it to not really be an issue. Did the agency you work with, did they at all, did they pitch you any other names or were they happy to run with that? No, 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 no. It was, I was pretty sold on it by that point. I was like, this is what it's called. You do sort of garner feedback from people as you kind of talk, you know, the, the brewery supply guys, like when I talked to them about, you know, when I was ordering all the tanks, they're like, oh, what's the name called? And I'm like, communion. And he's like, that's actually a really good name. That is, I love it, you know. And so you kind of get a little bit of, little bits of feedback along the way the illustrations you've got mm. you've got your your hero illustration which is the facade of the building but then you've got others that carry across to the cans did you work with the agency in terms of branding the, the names of your beers and then deciding what those logos would mm-hmm. be yeah, so that was that was a bit of a team effort I, th- I think we probably came up with most of the names and then we kind of workshopped the the graphics that went alongside them we've actually just done a bit of a uh, i don't know if you've seen our new cans that have just only just come out in the last couple of weeks we've done a bit of a brand not a brand refresh just a little bit of a tweak on all of those and got moved to printed cans away from labels so super happy with those we're kind of moving slightly away from the cartoony aspect which obviously all of the mural on the wall behind you there is pretty locked in so (laughs) that's a bit of an awkward one but moving a little bit more of the sketchy design so yeah the names they all kind of have meaning for us a lot of the beer names are trying to be funny you know lager than life you know that's our latest brew or whatever ours kind of touch on local elements and also touch on what the beer is so for example the troublemaker has your kookaburras so kookaburras are are known to to be a little bit troublemakery they're they're actually pretty wild birds they look very cute and then they'll pluck a baby bird from a nest and just chomp on it whole right they're they're quite interesting creatures and so the troublemaker is named after it being a six percent very easy drinking ipa so that's a that's an example of that um the coasty which is one of our new beers obviously coasty is another name for a surf lifesaver and um, we've got one of the australia's oldest clubs on our beachfront cbd and that's got a picture of the surf lifesaving boat drawn on that as well so they're all kind of link in papermaker obviously this is where reflex was made in bernie for many many years and you've got one called normal beer as well yep why'd you call it that well so up at the chapel um that's where i've started brewing so we used to run friday nights up there and that's how i started we make everything from scratch we roast our own coffee we bake all the cakes as much food as we can we make from scratch up there and it basically got to the point where i was a little bit bored with just doing coffee all day long and thought well beer can't be that hard set up a proper brewery it's a small one in my shed and started making beers to serve on the Friday nights. One of the interesting things was that when people came to our Friday nights, they were coming for our event with our musos and the products that we serve. But when we had 
birthday parties or functions, people would come along that wouldn't normally come to the chapel. And the question that I got asked a lot, because we only serve Tasmanian craft beer, was, do you have any normal beer? And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to brew a normal beer and brewed a pretty easy drinking ale with light, light malt, light hops, similar to your draft style and called it normal beer so that I could actually say, yes, we do have normal beer. I think it's good branding as well because there's, you know, there's that group of breweries and venues that perhaps try and make things fancier than what they are. Yeah. And for regular drinkers, particularly in the northwest coast of Tassie, yep. they just want something simple. Yep. And so when you've got something there that's just normal beer, yeah. it makes the decision easy, oh, simple. Absolutely. It's a talking point as well. Yeah. I still got asked for it. As in people come up to the bar and say, you know, do you just have any normal beer? And not knowing that we have a beer called normal beer and I'm able to be have a little giggle and say, yep, here you go. <laughs> right. And for those people, that becomes a memorable experience yeah. as well. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, especially, you know, they, they didn't know the name of it. They made that request. And then you can just say, hey, look, we do have normal beer. Yeah. Point them to the label. And I imagine, yeah, you get quite a few laughs out of that. Yeah. And that one has the ship, the toll ship on the label. And for Bernie people, the toll ship coming and going each day is normal. It comes in the morning and leaves over the afternoon. That's but You can basically kind of set your clocks by it. So for us, that was a very normal Bernie thing, which is why it's on the label. Did you make that decision to put the boat on there? Yeah. And what spurred the recent rebrand of your cans? They're quite, for the listener at home, they're more minimalist. Even, to... even more minimalist. They were already fairly minimalist. Our cans on the shelf stood, yeah, stood but... out because they were basically white. I think a lot of breweries, and you mentioned this about before we recorded, about breweries going perhaps a little too crazy. Yeah. And you end up with cans that are just a smorgasbord of colours. Oh, absolutely. Screaming off the shelf. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there was a day when those ones stood out, but if you've got something that's simple that's on the mm. shelf, that's going to stand out amongst the, oh, it's the trend, the tirade of colours. Yeah. And maybe, do you save on printing costs as well? I think it's probably slightly cheaper because we're doing such small runs of labels that it would there was quite expensive way to do it. It's definitely a better look. I prefer the the way that they look now. It, I think it's more more premium and you're able to print over the whole can. Yeah, I think the finish is better and it's also faster. So when we're canning, you don't have to use a labeler and so you can run the canning line a bit faster. And it's faster because of the different process. Yeah, so you're taking a whole step out of the process. So one of the slowest part of canning beer is actually putting the label on the can. Mm. Yeah, for the listener at home, it's generally two colors, the new cans. Yeah. You've got the illustration at the top, name at the bottom. Why did you decide to go through a rebrand? Considering you're only I know. What, two years old. Yes. I know, and it cost a fair bit too. <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't know, it wasn't necessary, no. I guess we were wanting to move to printed cans and if once you do that, you're going to have to replace that label. And so I chatted to the design guys, was like, how about we just give it a little bit of a tweak? I feel as though this style, our, our kind of previous style was just a bit on the fun side, which was good because we needed to present as a family venue. So we're not a grungy brewery here. It's not bearded guys coming and smashing beers all afternoon. It's you come here and it's just, it, there's a heap of families. It's a very soft space. And so that helped make that, that, that kind of slightly more cartoon, but I felt like we'd grown up a little bit from that. And I felt like it was, it didn't kind of really represent what we wanted. And it's the same illustrations, but sort of, it looks a little bit, they sort of described it more like a tattoo as opposed to a cartoon. And so it's a little bit more drawn. Same artist even. Um, and we've just tweaked them a little bit so the ship, you know, is slightly less cartoony. And the, and we've also shifted the hierarchy on the label. So the communion used to be bigger because no one knew what we were. 
and it used to be communion and it used to be troublemaker that was the branding and now it's actually swapped so that because people are used to what we look like a little bit it's actually now easy ipa is the biggest thing on the can so that when you're shopping and you're looking over all the other things you're like ipa that's what i'm looking for and then you get the secondary items from that so we've changed the hierarchy of how it looks on the can in an earlier recording i found of yours you said you weren't going into just distribution mm. has that changed <laughs> a little bit we're not focusing on it but it is a good way to get the brand out there and also to have a slightly higher beer turnover uh, i mean it's a big venue but because it's more restaurant focused than brew pub we go through a lot of beer but not that much beer and so to keep the batches turning over quickly it's important to get that beer moving out get it drunk so we can brew the next batch again and it might be six months between batches if we just serve it all here whereas we can get it down to one or two months by distributing it and obviously getting our brand out there means that you have a communion beer in hobart then you're like oh next time in bernie i'll have to go there so it does work we were getting asked for it and obviously sending beer to hobart um, by a normal kind of distribution channels is just tricky and gets to be a bit of a pain in the butt yeah i mean particularly from a branding standpoint you're essentially having mini billboards and fridges around the state and i assume yeah. it's just tasmania at this stage that you're oh god yes to. we don't go anywhere else and i thought that's sort of probably definitely where i draw that draw that line the bass Strait is a nightmare shipping costs are wild like even just beer down to hobart is really expensive across the refrigerated transport because all our beer travels cold which is one of the other differences that we insist on so even from here down to hobart cold cold storage in hobart keeps it fresh we've sent one keg over to melbourne for pint of origin so actually that was two uh so the lincoln has a pint of origin over there that's the first time our beer was poured interstate and it'll be that'll be the sort of thing as long as you know because that was a mixed palette so it went down to hobart they got consolidated and sent up so technically i didn't distribute to uh, melbourne but we're not really interested in in interstate at all beer is best drunk in the shadow of the brewery so come to bernie folks well thanks for joining me today andrew where can people learn more about communion follow us on socials is probably the best thing so instagram or facebook communion brewing co jump on our website if you want to buy some beers uh, now that i've got that working again and do you ship nationwide yeah yeah it's pretty good we we have access to really cheap shipping rates so down to hobart's nine bucks a carton it's pretty cheap even up to queensland is only about 20 so it's that's not too bad for shipping a a ridiculously heavy large thing around the country so and are you finding many direct consumer sales nah nah no not really it's not it's definitely not a, a big thing for us i'm sure that if if we pushed it harder we could do it but to be honest, it's it's not our our core business. Our core business is where we're sitting right now. People in here enjoying beer in the shadow of the brewery. Fantastic. Thank mm. you. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Good Gravy. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to shoot me an email at hello at goodgravy.show and make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app. <laughs>